On your journey through life, you are the hero. There are times, however, when it is beneficial to have an advisor to guide you along your path. Welcome to the Smart Money Simplified Podcast with Brent Mikosh, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Investment Management Analyst, and Co-Founder of MP Advisors, LLC. In this podcast, Brent discusses some of the most important and interesting topics of the day as they relate to finance, the economy, and beyond. Now, on to the show. And welcome to the Smart Money Simplified Podcast with your host, Brent Mikosh. Brent, good to be with you again. How are you? I'm doing good, Bill, and and I'm excited about today's conversation because it's one that uh, let's say about 20 years ago, I would not have had in my life. And I'm going to give you a little backstory to take us to our guest today. So back in my old life, as some of you know, I was uh, I was a trader on, on Wall Street for a little company called Bear Stearns, which, <laughs> which, no, which no longer exists. It's a tiny little company. But, you know, my thing around fashion was not making a thing around fashion. So I would literally go once a year. We had to wear a suit. I would go once mm. a year to the local Brooks Brothers and say, just give me a couple suits to wear. I put those on. And I'm embarrassed to say this. Omar is gonna gonna shoot me, my guess. But if I was not on the trading floor, I was not doing something related to work. All I would wear were either shorts or jeans and a Hawaiian shirt. Period. And that and that it's not fine, Omar. It's bad. It's bad. (laughs) But that that was but that was my thing. My thing was to like you know you know not make a big thing out of fashion. Now fast forward. I leave my position in New York. I come out here. I get in the business I'm in right now, and I actually had a client tell me. Now, probably, yeah, we're talking 2009, 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still wearing the old suits that I that I had uh, purchased, you know, probably now close to a decade or, or so prior at Brooks Brothers, way out of fashion. They're worn out. They don't look good. And she pulled me aside. And I'm grateful that she did. And she said, you need to, you, you have to present yourself better to the world. And uh, and it kind of really struck me. And it's a person whose opinion I, I absolutely trusted. And I was like, wow, she's got a point. And so I, I went from thinking to myself, well, maybe I should take this a little bit more seriously. And then, of course, I married my wife and my wife took one look at the wardrobe at the time and said, no, 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 this all has, this all has to change. So fortunately, you know, along along the, the fashion journey, if you want to call it that, over the last decade or so, I met Omar Akabari. You know, he's a personal stylist here at Nordstrom's uh, Fashion Square in Scottsdale for, for everyone that <clears throat> is, is in the valley here and is familiar with uh with our ge- with our geography around here and omar you've been an absolute game changer for me my friend because first of all extremely patient about my complete lack of knowledge around anything around fashion but secondly you're a guy that really always will dress me appropriately for whatever the situation is you know i maybe i want to push the limits in some areas you say hey, hey don't do that if i get a little too conservative in other areas you're telling me hey maybe it's time for you to kind of step up your game and sort of pick it up a little bit and so uh, here's is a guy. It's a man that particularly around how you're presenting yourself to the world. That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, whose opinion I really admire. So Omar, thank you so much for carving time out of your morning because I know it's uh you, you're gonna you're heading in for for a busy work day. Yeah. But we're going to talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about what's happening in retail and the fashion business, but also really that what that first impression means. So kind of roundabout introduction. But is there anything you want to add in terms of your personal background and how you wound up here in Scottsdale? Well, I started. I started with Nordstrom in 1998 at our store in Troy, Michigan, and I moved out here six months after the store opened to help with the store opening here in Scottsdale, and I've been here ever since, since 2002. 
what got you into and i say this every time i see you in nordstrom's yeah. you, you you truly are no offense to the other salespeople at nordstrom's but you're the best dressed guy that at least is in the men's department. one of one of the many 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 <laughs> yeah. um i it happened all by coincidence i started in my undergrad so in 1996-95, I started working retail, and in 98, I left Macy's for Nordstrom and went to college, got a degree, and in the process, my degrees in human resources and business management, but I always default to going back to, I call it my first love, because, and I'm good at it. But it took me 15, 15 years to kind of hone that I can actually do this as a profession if I just commit to it. And so I left, I came back, left, came back, left, came back, left, came back. And the fourth time I just figured I should give it a shot. And that's the rest is history, so to speak. Now, let's talk about this idea of what that first impression is and and the and the, the impacts it can have. There's been a lot of, of research on this, you know, diving into why people make such snap ju judgments when they meet somebody. But but I've definitely found it's true. true. And there's actually some research that shows that people are going to make their initial impression within seven seconds. Seconds, absolutely. Seconds yes. of, of yes. seeing someone. And so from, from your perspective, you know, and, and as I've read some of this research, it really changes, yeah. it changes my opinion of what, um, you know what all this what all this fashion stuff really means and, and i'll actually even say something else we'll add into this and i want to hear you expand on this you've seen you've seen the uh read the book probably you've seen the movie devil Wears prada yes okay well there's a scene where meryl streep who's playing um i guess the vogue lady um yeah winter winter yes. right? is that her name okay. and then winter yes yeah where the young young girl comes in she's mocking they're they're looking at five different shades of blue and yeah. she kind of mocks them and she's like oh, wait a second this is art that you're dressing you know that you're wearing that you're living in every day and that kind of made yeah. an impact on me yeah so, so talk to me a little bit more about that in terms of setting people up for success in that first impression, in that first moment. I, I think as men specifically, or specifically, it we, we're always told, oh, they don't care how you look. You can just show up and they don't care how you look. And excuse me, it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's not true. And the hire for my, for my clients that are high level executives we found out men tend to make snap judgment. We just, we're not vocal. We don't like to vocalize our judgment. So in that seven second, I will already make up my mind if I'm going to interact with brand or if I'm not. And it's all based on how you look. And second is how you talk or how you present yourself. But the whole emphasis, 50, I think 55%, if you, you have the same survey as I do, is basically how you look. So it's always important. I always tell my clients, in whatever industry you're in, we always have to customize your look to your audience. So I always say, if you, you dress up like you're gonna meet um, the Pope or you're gonna meet the president of the United States and how would you want to be presented? And I think in this day and age, especially with social media, where all, everyone is a brand. So you work into a room, you're representing not only yourself, but you're also representing your brand and also you're representing your company in some regards. So how do you want your brand and your company to be, to be viewed and you want to make sure you present in the right light? And I think the challenge is sometimes with that first impression, we never get to, you never get a second opportunity. So it's important that we do it and we do it the, 
right at the first time, so to speak. And you talk about dressing, dressing for your audience. And, and now mm-hmm. what if your audience is pretty broad uh, where, you know, what might work, like, as I'll, I'll, I'll say for sure in my industry, if I walk in to perhaps meet someone at their place of business, sometimes I better be in a jeans, jeans and a t-shirt, depending on the, depending on the nature of the business and what they're doing, particularly if you're going to be down, let's say on the floor where they might be building or making something. There's other cases where if I'm showing up to maybe to meet a client's attorney, if I show up in jeans and a t-shirt, I'm out the door. They're just, no, no mm-hmm. one's going to take you seriously at that point. So how, how can you, how can, how much you need to tailor that, that to what your day-to-day looks like and where you're going to be heading? It, it's, it's, it's a juggling act. It's always important. So for the clients that have multiple meetings a day or multiple, you're meeting with three different, different, you're meeting with three or more people a day or less, you have to tailor that look to that specific audience. So if you're going from a board meeting to a plant, which I had another client earlier this week, came in a suit, going from meeting with the board of directors, but also going to the plant, the manufacturing plant, two different look. So right. you dress accordingly. You can go to the plant with a suit, but that would be an overkill. So it's, it's better to have an idea of what the customer, I'll say the customer, have an idea of who the audience is as it relates to how you, you want to be present. It's different also if you've been with a company for 10 years or 20 years, but at a management level, I always recommend the clients should still be professional-ish, whatever that means to you, and mean, making sure that, again, it's all about how you how you want to be presented and how you want to look to the people you're meeting with. I have a general rule of thumb that I try to work by and, and tell me if I'm right on with this. But you know, in that case where you where you're maybe not sure uh, where you should be positioning yourself, you have to area the side of overdressing. Over, always overdressed. You can never be overdressed. If you get to an if you get to a meeting or you get to a, um, a particular place and you feel overdressed, you can always edit. But the worst scenario or the worst situation is where you come into a meeting and you're underdressed. It just it messes up the whole vibe, not only for you but for everyone else because everyone looking at you like, what what's going on? So it's I always say you can never be overdressed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you always lose the suit, the jacket, and the tie, and roll up your yeah. sleeves yes, if you have yes. to, and, and bring it down yes. a notch. Yes. Do you have any? Do you have any really? Um, and we won't mention names here because we're not. Oh, of course not. Anybody out. No. But do you have any? Uh, do you have any really good stories from clients over the years where they walked into a situation completely unprepared for what they were stepping into, and maybe made a career? Well, let's say it's not a career-ending mistake, but a, but a mistake that impacted them down the road. Yes and no. Yes, but the situation is different because he's he's been with his company for I think seventeen years, so it's a different scenario. If you're new, traditionally when I have when we have new appointment or consultation appointments, Brent's coming to meet me because you have a big presentation or you have a big meeting, so we're tailoring, we're trying to intercept that from ever happening. But there are situations when they were, they may have gone to an event and they weren't properly aligned in terms of how they should look and how they should dress. They come back, then we can pivot and adjust as needed. But traditionally, my whole goal and my mission is to try to pre- help you be best prepared and equipped for the meeting before you before it, to actually prevent it from happening, so to speak. 
Right. Exactly. Now, so somebody's coming in now. Let's let's think about it the other way, where somebody's come back to you after you've spent some time with them, prepared for a big meeting. It went well. They're feeling confident, feeling good walking into it. Uh, what are the what are the things have you heard from people where it's been massively successful, and they know at some level it's because they walked in there and made that solid first impression. What a lot of what a lot of the what a lot of the clients the whole trend, the whole hesitation is change, and change is not always bad. As a stylist, my goal is always to push you out of your comfort zone and expand your fashion plate or fashion horizon, so to so to speak. So typically, most guys are traditionally comfortable in the blues and the grays and the black, but. My goal, and all it all depends on the audience as well, is try to infuse color. And 99% of the time, when there's colors infused into the look, the response is amazing. And they typically will come back and say, dude, thanks for pushing me because I would never, ever, ever wear a purple shirt. I was like, dude, it's a purple shirt. It's not a big deal. But to a lot of people, so <laughs> a lot, a lot of people, people, it's different. It is. So it's just, and also, my, also finding my limitation in terms of, if I'm styling you, I want you to still be able to, you want to be able, you want to be comfortable. And also more importantly, knowing that you will be able to wear this, whatever pieces, whether it's a shirt, whether it's a jacket multiple times. So you're not getting a piece just for one usage. Now here's a, here's a challenge that I think that, that I have, and I would, I would say this is across, this is true across the board, whether it's a mm -hmm. man or a woman, mm -hmm. I'm 50 years old. Okay. What is that? Mm -hmm. We are in a, uh, you look like you're about 25, but you're actually, no. me, which is, <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, all right, 50 year old guy. And, yeah. and we are, let's, let's be honest. We're a society that values youth. Okay. And you can look out there and you can see, you, I don't want to dress like an old man. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to look ridiculous and dress like, uh, like a kid, you know, right out of college or something like that. And, and you, you see both of those things at, at this 50 age range that I am. You yeah. see some guys like, dude, man, come on, go talk to Omar because he's going to hook you up and, and get you yeah. at least you know, looking a little more presentable. But then you also see some guys my age where you're like, oh, man, you know, this is this might have worked when you were coming out of college. It doesn't work anymore. What is there? Is there any kind of rule of thumb to sort of walk that fine line between being current and youthful, but not looking ridiculous? Because those are two different things. Absolutely. So when, when, when I meet a client, I typically first thing I ask, what do you do? And I try to guesstimate the age without being too forward and getting their age. When, when we, when I style a client, the whole goal is to not only one and first and most important, they have to be styled age appropriate. So for those of us who are in our forties and our fifties, we want to look current and we also want to look age appropriate. So there's no way as a stylist that I will try to make style like I was style a 22-year-old because it's a whole different demographic. And also the profession of a 22-year-old is different from the profession of a 50-year-old. You're an executive and he's, it's completely different. So it's also getting to understand the need of the client. So you as a client, knowing what is it that you need, your look will be tailored or your appointment will be, your look will be tailored to what exactly you need. So it's just working with the right person and making sure they understand what it is that you're going for. But there's no way I should, you will be styled as a 22-year-old. Now, what about for price point? Because I I'm, I like watches. So I'm kind of a watch mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. And and there's certain there's certain um, you know in certain environments I'm I'm not certain environments it's okay to be 
to be wearing, wearing something that might be a little bit more flashy in other environments. You don't want to do it just because you, you, because it's, it might come across as um, maybe arrogant or obnoxious or, you know, or that type of thing mm -hmm. um, from, from, is there, is there a rule of thumb for people just generally out there, either in the corporate world, like how much is too much in terms of diving into, into the higher end items? So the big trend now in, in fashion is quiet luxury. So I'll name some brands like Bruno Cuccinelli. They have um, a dress. Uh, you can put on a dress shirt that's almost $2,000. It looks like a shirt you'll get at Express, but it's fine tailored, fine garment, no brands, no logo. Another, ex another example, when you use Zuckerberg or you use Tim Cook or you use the guy from Google, they all have stylists. So they look like they're wearing a simple t-shirt. Believe me, you, it's not. They're right. wearing a simple jeans. It's not. But quiet luxury means everything is understated, no logo. But I just had a, an um, interview with a, not an interview, a conversation with another client and we're trying to figure out everything that Tim Cook wore. It's like almost 15 grand. But if you look yeah, at what he has on. He looks pretty casual. It looks casual, but everything is quite luxury. So you can wear a really nice watch or a really nice suit, but it doesn't have to scream a name brand. What a lot of the higher end brands are doing now, everything is minimalist. So even though it's, a, I'll pick a number, a $10,000 suit, only certain people will know it's a $10,000 suit, but it's simple and basic. So the whole, tr the whole trend is less is more. And for us, for those of us that are in our 40s and our 50s, I like minimal prints. So if you're doing a nice shoe or you're doing a nice shirt, there's no need for your logo. Again, we're not 22. So there's no need for the logo to be blasted. In a, in a, non in a, in a non-work environment, it's, it's nice. But in a work environment, the less logo, the better. So whether it's your shirt, your shoes, your tie, we just want everything to be clean and simple. So less is more. Got it. And there's, yeah. tons, of, there's tons of ways to do it as well. And and you mentioned that, you know, this, this idea of quiet luxury and that actually, and I think we're probably going to trend more of that. I'd be curious your thoughts. I was sitting down with, with, uh, with a gentleman uh, a few months or so ago and a pr pretty, um, pretty successful guy in life. And he said, and I, and I think there's a lot of truth to this, <clears throat> particularly as you're seeing sort of a fraying, quite frankly, the social fabric between the haves and haves not have nots right now. He said the mistake that we made in this country and he's in his eighties right now is he said, those that have money decide they wanted to flaunt it. So they, they got very up front and out. There's, there's a culture around that in terms of screaming, screaming money and wealth and that type of thing. And you, and you think about that in fashion. Do, do you, have, you, have you seen that as well? And maybe that's something where you're, you're getting a return now towards people that, you know, let's be honest, a nice shirt feels better than what you got at the Gap. It just does. It lays mm -hmm. on your body better. It feels better. And quite frankly, you're going to get more wears out of it. You're going to get a lot more life out of, out of, out of, the, out of these quality items. But are you seeing that with people? Are you seeing that there's that there is a trend maybe towards away from sort of the loud logoed stuff, which I which I would even say maybe not that long ago would have been a little bit more prevalent than it is today, towards more subdued, or are people still screaming it? People still trying no, to scream. It it, it, it truly it truly depends. I like to use the phrase of the the phrase of old money and new money. And the, the, the way we, I tend to describe it, old money is always quiet. They, they have it 
and they don't, there's absolutely need to flaunt it, none whatsoever. New money is here I am, here I am. So it's it's different. And that's a general statement. So it doesn't apply. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody that's on new money is this and everybody's old money is this. But from my experience, it's always been the old money is quiet. They have it. They don't, they don't, there's no need to flaunt it. And some of the people that all their life they never had money and now have some money, they feel the need. I have to wear, if I'm wearing a $10,000 suit, I want everybody to know I have a $10,000 suit. And it all depends on, again, the lifestyle and the profession. So if you're in a certain profession, it may be okay. And if you're a certain profession, it may not. So it, it just depends. So it's it's really hard to generalize because they're two different two different rules, whether it's a work or it's personal. So how do you differentiate? You always, you can still be one of this, you can be one of both. So you can be flashy, but you can still be conservative. So it's just finding the um, true balance. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna go, we're gonna go through some different businesses. Okay. And and uh, I want you to give me some ideas of how this person should be presenting themselves in the workplace. All right. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll put myself on the, on the spot first. So financial financial manager, wealth manager. Yeah. How do I need to, how do I need to come in? What do I need to look like every day? Traditional, very traditional. So in terms yeah, of see, you you've actually and I appreciate that you've actually yeah. pushed back on me with this because I've come in there with some. As I've gotten a little more comfortable, some crazier ideas. And you've said to me, you're like, Brent, come on. No, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. worth something a little bit more appropriate to what you're doing. Yeah. No, traditional. Still, so but I think the what I always the, what I always say with you is we can be traditional with a twist. And again, to your point from earlier, we're the same age. So for you, and I think we have a relationship that goes longer than most of clients as well. When I style you, I always think of we're the same age, what would I wear? When, even though we're in two different industries and still push you a little bit. So the, the challenge is when we do too traditional, it ages you. Why do you want to be aged? No, we want to still be conservative, but with just a, a little edge. Okay. Now, how about a guy that has a uh, owns a business that uh, owns a trucking business and he's got same. a fleet of trucks out there and, you know, and, and, uh, but, but you know, he's, and these are enormously successful businesses, but he's, he's interacting obviously with his workers, perhaps, perhaps with, uh, you know, people that he's, his customers, that type of thing. What's, what's that guy wearing? Um, business casual. And I'll defend, uh, I'll define what that means. So business casual, in this case, he could do a nice, a simple Chelsea boot, a jeans, a nice dress shirt. He may have a blazer in his car when he meets with other executives or the management team or his lawyer or other professionals. When he meets with his team, he doesn't have to have the jacket on. But the overall look is the core of the look should be simple. Then he has a jacket in the office or in the car if needed. Okay. Young, uh, tech, youngish, let's say a 30 something tech entrepreneur that, that actually has made a, has, has built a business and has traction now. I defer again to the Zuckerberg and the Tim Cook, the same look. So it's casual, casual elevated. So everything is styled, but it's simple. Okay. Now, how about the private, uh, the private equity guy or the investment banker that's coming in to talk to said tech entrepreneur about perhaps, uh, you know, a growth partner or looking to looking to uh, exit their business in five years. So they're coming in for a professional capacity, but you don't want to come in being the the stiff. East Wall Street guy. So 
but you also don't want to pretend you're them because you're not. That's not your job. Correct. But in that, in that case, it's a little tricky because you want to make sure you're not alienating. If you're trying, if it's a new, if you're trying to do a new business or connect with this particular group of people, I always say it's better to just be generic till the business is done or till you have a full connection. Generic in terms of just being the simple. So for a lot of my clients that are in wealth management or financial advice, the go-to colors are either blue or gray. So in this case, we do a blue suit. You could do a pinstripe. You could do a blue suit with some texture, but it's still it's still conservative. The whole idea is you don't you don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. So in doing business with this particular group of people, and once you feel comfortable, then you can adjust as needed because you can always gauge the room to see what other your other peers are wearing. But always want to make sure you're in line with everybody else. Okay. How about uh, sales or marketing or advertising? That's me. So the louder, the better. We're peacocks. So you have to. Okay. Yeah. So the louder, the better. Um, and so in my team, for example, there's 15 of us. So I always try to be uniquely different in my look, in my set. And mostly in men's, we don't have a lot of choices. It's all in the accessories. So I do the pocket square and the fun tie and a fun shirt and if possible, a socks. But I try to stand out because the uniqueness is what get attracts customers because some customer wants the more conservative, but most customers are like, oh, that dude is cool. Or that girl is cool. I would like that look or some version of that look. Got it. Got it. Now let's, let's kind of, uh, we'll, we'll start wrapping it up with this. So we're in this world where right now where obviously retail, a lot of it has shifted uh, online and virtual. Mm-hmm. But in your world, how much have you seen? Because here's the thing: if I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna walk, I can't buy a suit online. Yeah, you know, I can't Correct. buy a good blazer. I just can't do it. So, in, in terms of for your role you know, as a personal stylist, have you seen what's your trajectory? Has is it is it is it is it flat? Is it is it up down? Like, what are you seeing personally? No, I'm not talking about Nordstrom in general. I'm talking about for for, for me. For, yeah, it's for up. You. It's always up. It's yeah. always up. Um, and to your point is you can never buy you can never buy a nice suit or a nice shirt online without trying them on. Ninety percent of my clients are men, so most dudes want dudes. Most guys want to try, feel. And there are situations you can buy a suit online. So, for example, your preferred brand is Armani. If you wear Armani and you already have a couple of Armani, which you do, you can always defer to the fit. In Armani, there are three different fits. So, if you're doing say fit one, all the, all, the, all the pieces that are in fit one will fit you exactly the same. But ideally we want you to come in so we can try them on and see how it lays and how it looks on you, your skin, and also the accessories that go with it. So it just depends. But the trend of um, our online business is up like 134%, something like that, some insane number. But there's still people that need to buy, that need to fill the garment and try the garment on. Yeah, I think too then, our market. I'm sorry. Ahead. No, I think our, our market is our market's unique here because we do have there's such a massive amount of tourism and influx of people that we have in the valley here. So I mean, you'll you'll see. I mean, man, you, you will be now through not just through Christmas, but through like the end of March because March. then we've got Barrett Jackson, we've got spring mm-hmm. training, we've got 
you know, all the stuff that we, that we the, the whole Super Bowl show, Super Bowl, you know, yeah. waste management open, everything else. You're going to be insane in that place until like the end, yeah. of the end of March. So it's, it's kind of a magnet store for sure. All right, let's, let's end with this. So um, I always like to end with kind of some action items or some things that people need to look out for. If you're, if you're a person out there listening to this first, um, give that, that's saying, Hey, you know, they're looking through their wardrobe and saying, maybe I'm not making the best first impression. What what's what's one thing that they can go do or one thing that they can do? And we're going to get to find you. But before that, to maybe mm-hmm. sort of think about up in their game a little bit. It's it's the basics. So for. For a guy or a girl, you need a blazer. So for a guy, you need a basic blue blazer. And the whole process of making a first impression, you don't have to have 10 different pieces. You just need some good quality pieces. A blazer goes a long way. So whether it's a guy or girl, you need a blazer. Then you need some, you need a couple of basic white shirts, a nice fitted pants. And for a girl, you need a dress. For a lady, you need a dress pant or a pencil skirt. But the key in all of this, everything, the most important key is the garments have to be tailored correctly. I can't emphasize that enough. So you can spend $10,000 on a piece of garment. And if it's not fitted correctly, what's the point so whether it's, whatever you get whether it's casual or professional it has to be tailored correctly because you can make a 50 dollars shirt look like a million dollars so the key is but that said we still prefer quality over quantity so you don't have to have a lot of it just quality got it now how do people find you if they're if they're here in the valley if they're going to be making a trip to phoenix or scottsdale area anytime soon and they want to reach you and 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 dive into your expertise or how do they do that um, I'm accessible 24-7. Um, my work mobile is 602-502-3761. And if you're on social media, which everyone is mostly, I'm on Instagram and it's styled by Omar, O-M-O-R. And just sh- shoot me a hi and I'll say hello. Awesome. Omar, thank you so much, man. And, and I, again, I can't appreciate, I, I can't thank you enough for, for everything you've done for me over the years and at least helping me look reasonably presentable out there. And thanks for you carving some time out of your morning. Cause I know that, uh, you know, you're heading into the shop today and you're setting yeah. up for another busy day today. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye. As a guy who, uh, who has a, a wardrobe fit for radio. Yes. <laughs> um, that's perfect. That's this perfect. Is- it was a good conversation. You know, it's interesting because I, I I like like Brent. I I re, have been was resistant till much later in life into the the idea of first impressions. Mm-hmm. How important is it? Like Brent in Brent's case, he's got a couple of young kids. How how important is it for parents to educate and and how can you help educate kids in the notion of the importance of first impressions because i you know i resisted it forever is there anything you can do or do people just have to arrive at that on their own no no no. it's important it's, it's like as parents we teach our kids every day so this just this is just one other thing to add on to it so if you're getting ready for school you want to say okay brent this is how you want to look for the day and they'll take a couple of minutes to reflect and think like What's wrong with a high look? Then you explain, this is why, and this is why. So everything is a teachable moment. So you just want it without dating, beating them on the head. So they make, and so every time they do that and you do that for them, they will always think, okay, is this how I want to be seen that day 
or not. Yeah, so it's it's just another thing you have to add on to teaching them that and also helping them understand the importance of as you get older, which we all will, people will judge you based on how you look. And it's not always correct, but it's also important that you want to make the right impression. Yeah, I'll say, along those lines, I think, you know, with two, two young kids and, and my three-year-old, I don't think it's really, it's it's hitting home with her yet, although she's already got her dresses and her shirts and stuff that she prefers to put on. But but we do make a point that if we're going to church on Sunday, if um, you know, mom and dad are heading out to dinner, like, like my wife and I like to get dressed for different events. And I think mm-hmm. they see that and they'll start to model that. Whereas, Correct. you know, tonight, tonight, um, you know, I'll be at home. It's Friday night. It's movie night with the kids. I'll probably be in my pajamas at seven o'clock. You know, yep. and 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 so the, the, my, my pajamas for me are basically like a pair of flannel pants and a t-shirt. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think they see. I think it's all modeling it for them and 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 seeing it. But but to your point, Bill, I, I was very resistant to that too. And around the same time, I had this client that that quite frankly did me the service of saying, "Hey, man, pull it together." Um, I came across a a bit of research that it talked about for for my target market, the people that I want to work with. What are some of what are some of their interests? Okay, top five was actually uh, fashion, and that mm-hmm. shocked me because I'm like, wait a second these are these are not people that are going to be you know these are not people that are going to be reading copies of Vogue. I thought, mm-hmm. and and I was really wrong with that. Now as I've as I've particularly in the last I'd say decade or so been in, 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 a, in a in a in a circle of of some different people i it's in, it's just very interesting and you do see your point the older wealth versus new wealth is definitely at least in my experience is accurate for sure mm-hmm. uh it's kind of interesting that's a whole nother question psychologically you wonder why that is um but uh but it people do look they definitely mm-hmm. look and i have had comments where if you're wearing like you know, even something that might be really understated, but it's a nice pair of shoes. I've, I have had people like, you know, that you wouldn't that you wouldn't have expected to notice those details. And they do. And they do. Yep. Yep. And yep, they do. Yep. You know, and yeah. my and my wife's role over at Mayo, I mean, she runs the department development for the entire West region. And so she's you know, she's interacting with a lot of people throughout the day as well. And and she will tell you that they, they, they do. And it's not. And I don't think it's a judgment call in terms of having money or not having money. I really don't believe that. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's more of a judgment call. How much respect for yourself did you have before you went and presented yourself mm-hmm. to the world? Agreed. You know, Agreed. And, and and I think that 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 degree of and it's not it's it's a difference between arrogance and res, and respect enough for yourself and also the people you interact with to to put that foot forward and try to and try to present yourself to the best extent you can i don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense but absolutely but, pe- but people notice that and i'm actually finding as, as i get older too it's like i'm I, I notice that a little bit more as well yeah and then and i think earlier i said something about for women it's common so uh, another woman would say oh you look Paige, you look fantastic a dude we're thinking about we never said you will walk by and they'll just let you walk by and you think they didn't observe but they did yeah. But it's it's a whole it's a whole different dynamics. But it's important that what for us as men or in general, it's just making sure that everything is tailored correctly. And again, you're presenting yourself how you want to be viewed. Because again, you don't have a lot of times we don't have that second opportunity or second chance to make that impression. Very true. Very true. Well, Omar, again, thank you, man. And uh I will see you soon. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great weekend.
That was great. Thank you so much. Uh, Brent, before we get out of here, anybody who's listening who's not a regular or maybe just first-time listener, how did they get a hold of you You, if they want to further a conversation with you? Yeah, in, t- in terms of social media, the only platform I'm on is LinkedIn, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty active on that. Uh, and you can always call the office here, number 602-255-0555. Either myself or Andy or Kayla or Susan will pick up the phone. And if it's not me that picks up, uh, my team definitely knows how to reach me. Or you can find us online at uh, MP Advisors AZ or SmartMoneySimplified.com. Uh, both of those, both of those websites. So both those domains will take you to the same website and tons of ways to reach out to me there. Excellent. Great. And for those of you who are not subscribers, hit the subscribe button. It's really easy to do. That way you don't miss another podcast. But these are interesting. Brent comes out with them once a week. So stay on top of them. Stay with us. If you like them, rate us. Mm-hmm. Spread the Excellent. word. Let people Excellent. know. Let let people know about it. On behalf of Brent and everybody at MP Advisors, and I'm Bill Tucker. Uh, also making a note, by the way, before we go, Brent looks very sharp today. I, I, I had to wear a blazer today for Omar. <laughs> doesn't I he? I a tie. <laughs> doesn't he? He does. He does. And I want to remind you. This is an Omar special that I'm wearing yes, right it now. Is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Number one, never wait to be well-dressed. And number two, Uh, don't wait to live your best life. Live it today. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Money Simplified Podcast. Have any questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.smartmoneysimplified.com or give us a call at 602-255-0555. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James Financial Services Incorporated. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors Incorporated, MP Advisors LLC, is not a broker slash dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.